Let me ask you this one question. Why do you play MLB The Show? Is it your love for baseball? Is it because you could build a fancy lineup of your favorite players in Diamond Dynasty? Or is it that you could take an underdog team and franchise and build them into the next powerhouse? Or maybe you could create yourself in Road to Show hoping to be the next Mike Trout. For me, it's everything of that and more. In this podcast, we will be discussing all topics of MLB The Show. My name is Scuffy, and I would like to formally welcome you to the first episode of Inside the Show. Welcome to the first episode of Inside the Show. I am your host, Scuffy, Scuffy McGee. I appreciate you guys listening. I'm very happy to be here. I always wanted to do a podcast. I was very into sports radio during my college years, especially when to try to study for a test or just all my breaks listening to that. And then it finally progressed to be going more into podcasts. And it always was just a joy to listen to and always something I aspire to do myself. I always say if I never went into a degree of IT, I would actually just go into sports radio or some type of media around that because I just enjoy listening. And now I just enjoy making content as well. So why not? Why not make a podcast about LB the show and just go in and out about it from every mode? We're not just going to be talking about Diamond Dynasty, even though we'll talk a lot about Diamond Dynasty. We're not just going to talk about Diamond Dynasty. We're going to be talking about franchise, road to show, and more that goes into MLB the show. So it's going to be a lot of fun to get these episodes put together, mostly weekly, depending on the time of the year. Usually we're going to do weekly uh, podcasts starting starting in February. That's usually when we see the first trailer drop. So we'll probably see MLB the show 20 trailer drop come about the first week, maybe sooner because we have a early access now for MLB 20, but that's here or there. So come February, this podcast will be a weekly podcast. Doesn't mean we won't have one before February. We will have another podcast starting January 24th, where we'll have one talking about various topics going into MLB The Show 20. But for now, but for now, I, I know you're probably listening. If you're new, don't even know who I am. I just want to give you a little background of who I am and why I play. We asked those questions in the intro, like, why do you play MLB The Show? You just love baseball? Is it because you enjoy uh, Diamond Dynasty, Road to Show, Franchise, and so on and so on? Me, personally, it just started out being my love for baseball. I've been playing baseball video games forever. I mean, my first baseball video game was Triple Play Gold Edition for Sega Genesis, where I know... It varies within this community that your first baseball game could have been RBI Baseball or maybe Baseball Stars or Ken Griffey Jr. presents Major League Baseball or All-Star Baseball, High Heat or MVP. I mean, the list goes on and on. So baseball games always been a staple of what I play because baseball is my favorite sport. Plain and simple, baseball is my favorite sport. I, I just love the game, play the game. So now... With MLB The Show and be able to virtualize playing baseball throughout the whole year with my favorite players, either it's in Diamond Dynasty or my favorite team with the Mets and franchise or create myself and Road The Show. It's it's a joy to do it. And I, I can't stop talking about it. So why not make a podcast? Why not make the podcast and just talk about it? So this is why we're here and why I play. I mean, it's just it's a lot of fun for me. Personally, it's a lot of fun. This is the only game I will play from 
once it's released until the next release every other game i you know i'll play it for a month or two and then probably drop it but i will be the show i always come back to so it's a very very enjoyment that i get out from playing this game and it's kind of funny because when i first played this game i just never really knew about MLB the show that much. I always remember how I began playing MLB the show. I was mostly just MVP baseball type of guy. I'm sure a lot of others remember playing MVP baseball. It was one of the best baseball games probably ever, to be honest with you. So I was always MVP baseball guy. I had it for PC. I modded it up through MVP mods. It was a lot of fun that I've been playing. I played that game for a good six or seven years after it was even released. So it's a lot of fun to do that. But I remember being at work. This, this is me around like 18, 19. I was working at a Model Sporting Goods store right from college. And I did that for three years. But I remember talking to a guy saying, yeah, I like playing MVP baseball. This is what I do play franchise and then do different type of years like 1994 and so on and so on but then he brought up the question have you ever played MLB the show I pretty much straight answer I said no I never really got around to it so he discussed MVP MLB the show I almost said MVP baseball geez uh he discussed MLB the show and he's talking about this one mode this one mode where you you create yourself you go through the minors and then you try and make the majors and that was Something that intrigued me that I never heard of before. Never heard a, a video, especially a sports video game, doing this before. And it intrigued me very much there. He's like, yo, you, if you want try out this game, but by all means, I'll, I'll give you the game. You try it for two weeks, just give it back, see how you feel. If you like it, just go out and buy it and so on and so on. And what's even better, it was, I believe it was the David Wright edition for I had for PS2. I could be wrong about that. I'm pretty sure it was the, that year. I don't know the exact year David Wright was... Uh, cover for MLB the show but I remember it was that edition and being the Mets fan I am I mean I was attracted to that just to begin with so I tried it out tried it out for for a week or two I began as a pitcher because I love pitching that's what I did when I played the game so I love pitching so we tried it out we got through the minors we got through double AA, a triple a and I remember the first time you get called up to the majors it's like it's that's what makes it great. You create your own stories. You create your own stories with like Road to Show and Franchise. That's what we need a little bit more of, I think, personally. I mean, they're doing a great job at Road to Show, but Franchise needs a little bit more stories that you could attach to. But we'll get that to them much later. Let me get back to the story real quick before I'll go off, off tangent. This is all new to me. So if I go off tangent, I'm sorry. You can always skip ahead if you need to. But that's me. I always go off tangent. It just happens when you're talking about something that you really enjoy. But anyway, so I'm just got called to the majors. I remember being very happy, like, oh, wow, we, we, we actually made the majors. So after a couple of years in majors, we actually the next step is try and make World Series. So we actually I know even as a Mets, we're on the Mets, even seeing the Mets make a World Series is it's quite a joy. So I remember being game five or play, playing the Angels We're I think we're down three one. And I'm pitching a great game. This might sound some uh, familiar to, to 2015. Just might. But I was I was pitching a great game, uh, but I was going into the six. We're up four nothing. What happens? <sighs> Fortunately, I give up five in that that top of the half. I don't know why the, why the manager didn't pull me, but I gave up five. I bet I guess that's where it starts. That's where it starts. If you know me from Twitch streams, that's where it probably starts when I start blowing blowing games. Is that game that world series game that we had in road to show all those years pass in game five of the world series that we couldn't clutch it up and get get the win but 
It is what it is. It made a great story. And then I, I think the year or two later, we bounced back in the World Series. I actually won the World Series. So that's where where I started playing MLB The Show. And let's just say I never gave, gave the game back to my co-worker at the time. And he never asked for it. So I was very happy about that. So I always had the game. I still had the game somewhere in my closet or in my garage. I just had to find it. But either way, that's how my MLB Show career, I guess, started is from playing that game so we go through years and years we go through once diamond dynasty starts in 13 and 14 especially 14 was definitely a big year for me i mean even though 14 had those fictional players we remember diamond dynasty wasn't always mlb players straight out and i believe 13 it started with fictional and then it increased in 14 or prospects i believe they want to call it where you open up prospect cards and then you train them to increase their stats pretty much like having created player but for your full team and that's why i loved i loved doing that back in the day even though it kind of got a little OP where you could have players up to like 99 stats or 98 stats. Everyone's throwing 100 mile an hour from your starting rotation. Everyone's hitting dingers. But it was a lot of fun to build up teams because because it created stories because you attached stories to the characters that you created. For me personally, I created my characters with MLB movie guys. Like I created Ricky Vaughn, Scott Smalls, Benny Rodriguez. The, the, the list goes on. And it, it just it created a story for me in Diamond Dynasty. And I remember having like certain amount of stats that you had to achieve to get into Hall of Fame status once once the player expires, because those players eventually expired. Just like they did have MLB players too, but you only had like a 10 game contract, I believe. So that's it. So that I remember 14 being a big staple of of me getting very addicted to Diamond Dynasty, especially the online gameplay as well that comes along with it being player versus player. Because for for me personally, I like the competitive edge of playing against another guy instead of a computer. Doesn't say that I don't like franchise. I'm just saying for this purpose, for this purpose of Diamond Dynasty, it's always great to do P versus P instead of facing computer. But going, going through each year, like 15 to 16, where it progresses, where it's only MLB players, when you get that, you get that baseball trading card feel of it once it hits 15 and 16. It feels like once you're opening packs, you're actually opening packs, you're going to the Gary's card store and opening packs and seeing what new players you get. That's what it made me feel. It made me feel like a kid again, because that's what I did when I was younger. Well, me and my buddies will take our bikes, go to the next town over and go to, like I said, Gary's card shop and buy four or five packs each weekend and see what we get. And we're ecstatic if we got a player that we really like. It's the same way that you see in MLB The Show. You open a pack, you see a player that you like, and you, you, you find enjoyment on that. But now the twist is, the twist is we get to plug that player into our lineup that we actually get to play with, which is... Unbelievable to think about and very cool concept as the years gone by, as it increased. It, it's just that's where it gets gets you hooked when you, you could create a full team of your favorite players from any particular decade, from the 70s, 80s, 90s, even from the 40s or 50s. I mean, you, you, the list goes on and on and it's very fun to play with. And that's where the enjoyment started, like the addiction started. And from that. From that, this is a little background from where I'm coming from. From that, I got involved with the Twitch community for MLB The Show. If you don't know what Twitch is, Twitch is basically a streaming site where 
where you can stream the MLB The Show video game and actually interact with a live chat, talking about the game or talking about any topic that you guys want to. And once I discovered that and like, oh, hey, I, I, I love seeing this dude doing this and this. I feel like I could do the same thing because I always go back to what I mentioned recently to my college years and love listening to sports radio on podcasts about any any typical sports, baseball, football, hockey, basketball, didn't matter. And I loved the interaction that they had with their callers or with the questions that they gave to the podcaster. So this is another way to do that. But now it's live. It's, it's, it's immediate live. You get immediate reaction. And I just remember watching my first couple of MLB streamers, little drops here. If you guys know clutch silver, well, he was clutch silver back then clutch and movie gaming were two, two streamers. I watched very often. And then I got into that community and start streaming the game. And here I am. Here I am now. We are in, two, well, not 2020 yet, 2019. This is December 30th when I'm recording this. So happy early. Well, I should say happy new year because it's already going to be the new year before you listen to this. But that's where that's where it all started for me to start creating content about this. And here we are with this new podcast inside the show. So that's a little background of where I come from, why I play. And now, now we get to go into the topics of what we expect from this podcast. Like I said, it, what we expect is very simple. It's just anything that comes and will be the show related, we'll go over. We'll go over new cards in Diamond Dynasty. We'll go over new additions in Franchise and Road to Show. And who knows what comes in MLB 20. There might be new modes that we want to talk about too. So th that's where we're going to go for now. We're also going to try to do a little bit more in depth of interviewing some other content creators out there. I do want to talk about the future of what I expect to come with esports. Why do I expect it to come now? I wasn't. I'll be a little hesitant if we didn't get that December 9th release. What I mean by, by about that, I will be the show had a press release on December 9th that they extended their contract with I will be and the player association. Not only that, that wasn't only the biggest news. I mean, it's great they extended that, that we're gonna have MLB the show for more years to come, but they also talked about multi-platform coming in 2021. What does that mean? It means a lot. It means a lot. It means multi-platform. It means this game will eventually reach either Xbox, Nintendo Switch, PC, and who knows what else, but just having that as a multi-platform game now, because this was always a Sony exclusive game. That's huge in my eyes. Very, very big. It makes the game more accessible, more accessible, more users that could actually play this game. Because, you know, personally, personally, if I never had that coworker tell me to try I won't be the show I was always an Xbox guy I was an Xbox guy but eventually if I did, I mean I'm sure I'll eventually make my way and play I will be the show but I would actually buy a Sony PlayStation I and I know there's a lot of people that have done this actually buy a Sony PlayStation just to so they could play this baseball game so but now it's going to make it more accessible so now it's going to be multi-platform where all these other platforms will get the game and it's going to create a bigger community, make it more accessible. Like I said, not only that, it helps out SDS. It does. It helps out SDS. It's probably going to create them a more budget that they could fill up. And that means we could get 
bigger legends, more legends, because they will have increased invet- uh, revenue. Um, maybe they could increase more developers. That Because t- remember, they're a small development team. I believe they have around 80 or so developers. I could be wrong with this. I'm just, all, all this is hearsay. So don't take these as facts. These are not facts. I'm just saying, I believe they only have 80 or so. I know they're a small development team. They could increase that. And by them increasing that, by getting re- more revenue, by making this game multi-platform, they could put more focus on other modes they couldn't i mean we all know diamond dynasty is the heart of the game right now it is it, it's straight it's definitely the heart of the game and but you always hear the um some other players that don't play diamond dynasty they they love franchise that's what they always were uh, built upon i mean franchise is always in sports game i feel like that's the foundation of sports games is franchise because that's what we started out with when we started out with say rbi baseball baseball stars and not only that, Ken Griffey, what I play, triple play. I mean, you always did the season mode. And you tried to play 162 games and tried to make World Series, and that was it. And then once it increased with franchise, once once the games went on and on in years, and then you had Dynasty mode or franchise mode. And those were always the, the biggest mode of those games before online play. So I always call that like the foundation of these sports games. It doesn't matter what sports games. So I feel like franchise, I feel like now for MLB The Show, I mean, we're, we're segueing like looking back at 19. I mean, they did increase franchise a little bit with the contract extensions, but I love to see a lot more. I love to see some agents being involved. I love to see international players being involved, maybe relocation, create a stadium. There's a lot more stuff to do. And now with this being multi-platformed and maybe getting bigger revenue, they'll be able to do that by hiring more developers to help them build this game. So that's always a great way to look at it. And it's nothing but wins across the board from making this game multi-platform. And now go back to the original reason why I brought it up is because of esports. I feel like it's hard to have esports when it was only on Sony. Yes, we saw the ESL tourney come late this year. But maybe they already knew that was going to go like there. It, there's rumblings that this is going to be multi-platform. So why not test out the borders? But before that, I, I just didn't see it. I didn't see it because it's very limited of who could play. But now, now, since you're going to increase your your community base, you're going to increase more users that are going to be playing this game come 2021. There's a lot of opportunities, a lot of opportunities to bring esports to the table. And I, for me personally, I'm very excited about that. I am excited about that because being the competitor I am and seeing the top players in this game, they've been drooling, seeing other sports games taking the next level into esports. They've been wanting it for so long, and now it looks like it's on the horizon. So I am absolutely pumped about that. And it, it, it can't be any better. So very excited about that, hearing that news. And not only that, we heard recently, we heard about a beta coming. Fortunately, if you're listening to this podcast now, if you're looking at uh, listening to this podcast now, you can't sign up for the beta anymore. It actually starts in four days from this podcast on January 14th to the 20th. But to go over a little bit about the beta, it's pretty much you get to it. It's, it is what it is. It's. it's what the name is it's beta so you get to try out the game for a week this time remember last year we had it in december for alpha but this remember that was alpha this is a beta so when we had it last year i think we had it for like four days i think we had thursday to sunday so we didn't have a full week this time we do and you get to play out play out the game a little bit they get to 
test out the game. The developers, of course, stress test. I believe it was for servers last time. We don't know what they're doing for this time. Might be gameplay mechanics or so on and so on for the beta. But I'm excited that they actually did it again because I thought that this only helps out the game where we could give our constructive feedback on what we saw in this beta or alpha and what needs to be approved on or what we like about it. So I'm very excited about that. And I'm excited if it's going to be a full week. But I do say the two key words for this, two key words, especially if you're playing the beta, is constructive feedback. Constructive feedback is always necessary. You don't want to just say, I don't like this at all. You guys say, I didn't like this particular part because of so-and-so on. Give details. Give details or show a video of why you don't like it. Or, of course, if you like something, make sure you do that as well because it's always going to help them out, like how to balance out the gameplay or whatever they're trying to test out in the in the beta. So that's something to look forward to come in the next four days. So I'm happy about that. Remember, we can't talk about it. Uh, publicly, the only way to talk about it, I believe they're going to have a, if they do it like last year, they had a board up. So you'll be able to talk on the forum about anything that you particularly like or dislike with your feedback, of course, and then go and so on from there. So I'm excited about that and see where that goes, what what, what comes from it. And I believe last year we had a stream, I believe we're wrong, went over the alpha little bit where he saw the top feedback from the alpha and what they're going to work on before release of 2020. But before we get to 2020, we we are, I mean, today is December 30th and we are in about, I say, I mean, this is the time where usually just the hardcore gamers for MLB The Show are still playing. I usually see the casuals, like life cycle of the game is usually from the release of the game, say until like mid-August once Madden releases, and then they go to Madden or any other game. But right now we're on December 30th. They're still releasing content. And that's one thing I want to lead off by looking back at MLB 19. MLB 19 had the best content. I think in any year, 17 was great. Trust me, 17 was great, but I believe this definitely surpassed it. I thought content was great this year. Not only that, I thought the quality of life updates that they made this year were pretty damn f- fantastic. If you ask me, I pretty much had a checklist, I had a checklist come in 18 to go to 19. And I feel like they checked off each check mark, check box, I should say off off the list and it was great it was great now we get to filter players we get to have multiple lineups i mean we've been asking for multiple lineups for how long and here we are with multiple lineups and that was a great addition and then we have that little like battle pass now with the with the program stars which i i absolutely love it's pretty much you don't have to pay to win in this game you don't I, I, I if someone tries to argue me that this game is paid to win it isn't well i kind of want to have a full podcast of that of why why this game is not pay to win and what you could do about it maybe that'll be a future topic i think that'll be a great topic if you do comment comment on this podcast and we'll, we'll try to get that going but Looking back at 19, the content was great. The The quality of life updates were great. Uh, franchise got the little additions to contract extensions. Uh, not that much more. It's pretty similar to 18. Like I said earlier in this podcast, I, I kind of want them to 
keep on building our franchise because I, I still think that's a great mode. I mean, we did get to March to October. I thought that I was great for what it was, the new mode that quickly goes you through a season. But there's not much you could do in March to October because you couldn't trade. You couldn't do any roster manager. It was just strictly one season. But it did create storylines. You had the challenge bosses and everything. So I did like that addition. I like to see them expand on that or move those kind of additions into your franchise. And I think I think if they could blend those two modes together, I think that's going to be the perfect match because I think franchise goes a long way when you create stories. Mills always brings it up. Uh, Mills Gaming, if you don't follow him on Twitter or Twitch, I think it's on Twitch, it's Mills. On Twitter, it's Mills Twitch, I believe. I could be wrong. But Mills always brings up a great point where in franchise, you want to create stories. You want to get attached to your players. You want to get attached to your team. You want... You want to fantasize of what this player is going to be like come the next year and see how he's going to progress from this prospect rookie into the next superstar. So I would love to see more stories. You want to see people be unhappy about the ownership. Imagine someone being unhappy with the Mets uh, ownership when the Will Pounds are running, of course. That would be great to see. So they don't want to re-sign with you because they're sick of your ways. That would be great. So stuff like that, I would love to see, as we mentioned before, like agents, relocation, expansion create a stadium stuff like that i would love to see being introduced but franchise only had that little update in 19 with the contract extensions and a little bit more additions but that was the main addition to franchise for road to show we it's still very similar so has that documentary style but they added the mini games which i thought were great they added more to the documentary style i thought they did a great job of that it always gives you that rpg element which you want which you want when you're doing single user type of gameplay right there so I, I i do like that i'll still like more stories in that as well i mean we do have similar like little stories here and there when you talk to players and interact with them but i'll still like more from that there diamond dynasty is very similar from 19 to 18 where we had our rank seasons battle royale events but however however i like the new additions to rank seasons i love with the program stars that you get now you have choice packs for world series not only that if you get top 50 you get a new banner that's pretty awesome to see especially give a shout out to the top players in this game for events now you have more events which you use vouchers so that's pretty cool to see battle royale is still very oh actually they did update battle royale where you could create a better team with the three diamond rounds now so it's a little bit more like a br god squad than a scrappy squad that you had with beforehand so overall diamond dynasty was great i mean it was great because of the content um, the content was great with Signature Series. The, the, we had Immortals last year. I, looking back on it, I wasn't really, I wasn't really fond of the Immortals last year. There's very few of them. It was hard to obtain personally for me. I, I mean, the only ones I really grinded for because I like just playing the game on Ryan. I don't really pl- like playing grinding games against the CPU. So I only had Piazza and Griffey, and then think all the other Immortals were either World Series rewards like, like the Ryan Sandberg. Uh, I believe Kershaw was one, and then you had the events one with Feather, Ted Williams, Accuracy, and George Brett. So those are like the only morals I have. But now with the Signature Series cards, there's still Signature Series cards I don't even have or never used yet. You, I could pull up the game right now on December 30th, 2019 and create a full lineup of Signature Series players I, I have never used because there's such a variety of them, which I applaud SES realizing what they did in 18 and improved it onto 19. So that was a hell of a job by them. And 
I just hope they approve on that. Well, I don't know how you approve on that. Just get more legends, right? Just give us all the legends that you could get. Give me, give me, give me the Randy Johnsons. Give me the Pedro Martinez. Give me Mickey Mantle, Hank Aaron. Give me back Carlos Beltran, David Ortiz. I could. The list goes on and on. We could have a whole podcast about that. You know what? As I just said that, if you guys could list. I'm going to post something on our Twitter account. Yes, we do have a Twitter account inside the show PC, twitter.com slash inside the show PC. So make sure to follow that account. We'll have we'll branch out questions to you for you guys to answer. We'll reply back here on this podcast and go over them and much more. We'll, we'll have much more like updates, details of our next podcast and whatever we want to post, I guess, about the game. So make sure to do that. But yeah, if you could give me your top three, top three legends you would like to see in the game, I would love to see it because I feel like there would be a variety of different legends that everyone wants to see come MLB 20. I think so. I, and there's only a few. There's only a few legends that I could see being the big name in the next trailer. But I want to see what, what your names are firsthand before we go over that. So, Reber, if you want to post, just I'll, I'll post a thread probably the day after January 11th of 2020 where you name the top three and then we'll go over it on the next podcast. So we went over that. Now, I know I saved the best for last, right? When we're going over 19, save the best for last. And that is the gameplay. The gameplay definitely improved come from 18 to 19. I, I still think it gameplay wise for 19 is better than 18 and 17. The only thing I would take from 17 is the pitching. Why is that? I feel like the pitching was a little bit more accurate. Um, with the user input than it was in 19. I know stats are still part of the game, but they were part of the game in 17 too. So pitching, I, I believe, I, I liked pitching this year. I did. I like pitching this year. And I, I feel like it just needs to increase the more accuracy. That's personally, this is all personal in my opinion. You don't have to agree with me or disagree with me. Whatever you like, it doesn't matter. It's just, I'm giving you my personal opinion. I think the accuracy just needs to be increased a little bit more on the pitching side. Besides that, it's been very smooth for me. I love the new animations they, they put in the game, especially the tag animations. I mean, I remember the first day of MLB The Show 19 when I was playing it, I had this, like the trailer tag animation that we saw Dancy Swanson did in 19, in the trailer for 19. I pretty much saw that replica in my uh, when I streamed the game and we had McNeil tag the runner at second then immediately throw at home to get the guy at home. So love the new tag animations they made. The fielding animations overall, I mean, we've been seeing some players that have weird animations like we saw we, our feedback is like Griffey can't field when he has diamond fielding. You do see that little fielding where it, where you go into a certain route and you think you're going to catch it and you don't catch it. But then again, with this new field animations, I feel like there's a skill gap in fielding as well this year, which I do like. And I feel like not a lot of people are bringing that up. I feel like that we are so used to how it was in 1817 and years before that fielding definitely has a skill gap. I, it definitely has a skill gap in this game. You might not see it. You might see it because you, you're so used to playing this game, but fielding definitely has a skill gap. You have to take the necessary routes to the ball to in order to catch that. But 
still, still, you'll see some blunders here and there where you think a diamond player should make this catch. And I, I do agree at to some point where diamond fielders should make the catch round 92, uh, 98, 99% of the time, especially if you're under the circle for the baseball and stuff like that. So fielding, that's my opinion on fielding for, for hitting. I, I think, I think this is what you were waiting for hitting, right? You're waiting for hitting. We, we, we all had our discussion about hitting this year and it's definitely been up and down. It's been up and down. I, it's definitely better than 18. It's not a home run fest. It, they did a great job by including the contact hitters. Now we can play with the Tony, Tony Gwynn's, the Kenny Lofton's, the Ricky Henderson, who is a new legend in the game. Uh, it's just so many more contact hitters that we could play with where we couldn't do that last year. We always played with the power. I mean, we had freaking Ryan Schiff as our second baseman throughout almost the whole year last year. But this year, it's such more variety, which I love. They made uh, contact hitters more valuable this year. And not only that, I feel like hitting overall was much better than 18. Yes, at a certain point in the years, um, we've seen the velocity of the balls not be as great as we thought. And they've been trying to fix that. Uh, we saw them try to fix that. I, I think the best representative of this game was around 1.12. I think 1.12 we really liked because that's when we saw the ball fly off the bat, when we kind of gave the feedback that we don't see the higher velocities when squaring out the balls and stuff like that. And not only that, we saw hits going to... All fields, all fields, right field, left field, uh, doesn't matter where it was. If you if you hit it that way, it's going to go that way. So I think that was a great patch that we had. Um, as we moved on through patches, it's been like up and down, I think. It's some some things that they uh, proved on, some things that we didn't see that we liked. Sometimes they took out wind in the game. I'm trying to think what else out here for hitting. There's, there's plenty of stuff that we can go about hitting, and I think we'll be going over that more come on to next podcast yeah we're going to tease you here we're going to tease you here because i already know what the topic is going to be for next next podcast so we'll tease you here but hitting overall i mean we had our up and downs of the year so i think they if they could improve on it especially i'll give one more thing that that i would like to see be approved on and that's the timing what i mean by timing is when you see the very earlies and the very lates become hits you kind of want to see them not be able to hit that. I think that will increase the strikeouts even more. They wanted to cre- increase the strikeouts even more coming into 19. They did succeed on that coming in 18. 18, you could barely strike out people. I think in 19, you could definitely strike out people more with the fastball. I should say with the fastball. I mean, you always strike out people in 18 if you mix up your pitches well. But in 19, you could strike out more online gameplay. I'm, of course, I'm talking about with the fastball. So I think to increase that even more is to get rid of the very early and the very late jam hits. I mean, I think those drive us nuts the most. Bloopers do happen. They do. They do. That's, that's baseball. They do happen. But I don't think it should be come off a ball that's four feet below your knees and being very late and or very early on it and be able to either foul that off or get a hit for that from early okay hits that being blooped you by all means that that's part of the game that is part of the game and it should still be part of the game it's just the timing i I like to see a little bit more or less of it where you could hit the ball or get contact with so that's that's a little bit of my feedback for hitting wise but like overall if i had to grade i won't be show 19 i would definitely give it to like a b b plus the content took it over i mean it took pretty much over diamond dynasty which made made it even better game and just ggs to the content but ggs to all developers that put their heart and soul in this game because it's hard work it is i work in it and 
I see the blood and sweat and tears that people do uh, put into their products, man. And I can only imagine what they do over there at SCS. I know it might sound like I am a SCS uh, praiser so much, but you heard me giving my feedback just before. It's just, I see where it comes from. So it takes a lot to put into a game here. So GG's on them. I, I definitely think this game could be even better by the game, uh, the new game ba- gameplay additions and much more and so on, so on. So it's it's been a hell of a year so far. Definitely been a hell of a year. I, I can't wait to see what MLB 20 brings. That's going to be a lot of fun. So it, that's what I thought of 19. That's pretty much what I have for today. Like I said, what to expect from this podcast? Like I said, we're going to be talking about all topics of MLB The Show, Franchise, Diamond Dynasty Roadshow. We'll get more into that in much future podcasts. But for now, I am actually going to leave you with uh, a big announcement that we have for next episode. Remember, next episode is going to be on January 24th. January 24th. We're going to just do a bi-weekly in January. And then once February hits, we'll do weekly podcasts. But I will not actually be the only one here anymore. This is the only podcast I should be only here for. Because, yes, we do have a co-host. Am I going to tell you who the co-host is? (laughs) We will have a new co-host come here January 24th, and I, I'm very excited to have him on board. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm not even going to give you any any teases at all. We're just going to say that we are going to have a co-host come January 24th. You guys could guess all you want. I don't think you're going to guess. Actually, you probably would guess this one. You probably would. He's a hell of a guy. Hell of a guy. So I can't wait to have him come for the next podcast where we'll go over the questions that I just asked you guys previously. I'll put a thread up on Twitter page where I will ask you for the top three legends that you guys would like to see come and will be the show 20. We'll discuss that on the next podcast and more and more. I, I, we got a lot to talk about before MLB 20 comes out. So I'm very happy to be here. Thank you guys for listening. If you listened all the way through here, I appreciate If you do want to follow our Twitter account, remember it's twitter.com slash inside the show PC. Once again, twitter.com inside the show PC. If you want to follow me personally, I am twitter.com slash TV. And I also stream three days a week on Twitch. So you'd be, be free to, if you don't know what Twitch is, be free to check me out. I uh, stream three days a week and that is twitch.tv slash McGee. But yeah, I, it's been a pleasure to talk to you guys here today. And once again, happy new year. As I said, we're two days away from new year. So happy new year. Hope you guys are having a good one. Fill all your goals come towards 2021. All you got to do is just push yourself. I appreciate you guys tuning in. So until next time. You guys have a good one. And this is Inside the Show.